0: Of course, I go by the name of the kid, famous. Wow. This here is the Tim and Sid show. You are now tuned in, coast to coast, entertaining the masses, sports entertainment. Yeah. It's
1: about to get started. Sit back, enjoy the show. In five, four, three, two, one,
2: let's go. This is Tim and Sid. Friday, February 19th. I'm Tim McAliff, and we have one week to go. With my friend, Sydney Bartholomew Six Arrow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's crazy. I've it's always nuts. said the show is real. It's not phony. We just talk, usually for the first time, when the
0: show starts. How are you doing? I'm good. Like you, meetings, meetings, meetings. Like I was going right. to complain about, like, I'm a little, I'm a little tired today. But, like, am I going to complain to Tim McAuliffe, who had the same amount of meetings and stuff as I did today? Probably, probably <laughs> not. So, that's kind of a, a, a pointless exercise. I'm good. Um, but again, Tim, I, like, I, uh, forgive me because I do sound like a bit of a broken record here. It's like we're still in our do the show rhythm right? as best we can. So, I, these days are kind of flying here. Uh, but I'm, uh, so you're not you know, really I'm, thinking I'm,
2: about, you're not really thinking about, you only have one more week, and then you
0: will. No, no, no. I'm, I'm 3:00. thinking about it. No, no, no. Okay. I didn't want to. Let me, let <laughs> me, let, let me. Can you imagine? Yeah, not really, Tim. I'm actually pretty good. No, with, but you know, like, that's no, the way no, I work. That's not. That's not. Well, that's, that's the way I'm I work. Trying to see. Here's the thing. It's I. I appreciate you bringing it up because it's weird. Because I'm trying to work with you. Like I'm just doing the normal stuff like you that I would normally do, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to get ready for the show as best I can, and there are things around it that have to get done as well. But I'm 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 just focusing on what I normally would do. Forgive me if people find this boring, but it's my life, and his life. So I find this interesting. I, we're, I'm trying to do the show normally, but like there's this. It's uh, I don't want to call it an iceberg, but there's like a big day coming right between you and I. They're like next Friday is an important day. It's a day where we can celebrate and we can just reminisce and and really soak in the hard work we've done. And I know that's coming. And um. What
2: was the whistle? Sorry, I missed the whistling. What I'm was sorry. that for? I didn't know if you could hear it. It was Pete Rock and CL Smooth.
0: Well, do it closer to the mic. What are you doing? Do it closer to the mic. I can't whistle. I whistle. I have to suck in to whistle. I know it's weird. The Portu- isn't it the Portuguese probably. mother at the age of 13? Never mind. Yeah. Just me. That's yeah. That's a hell of a story, Tim. Portuguese mother at the age of 13. Um <laughs> Not the last Portuguese reference in the show, by the way. Best of week coming your way, but I'm I'm trying to. It's the, the days are flying, and I said this to my wife last night. The days are kind of flying because it's normal days for you and me, and and everyone here, Thomas Dobby, Jay Sands, everyone here on Tim and Sid. Yeah. Uh, but we like there is this thing coming, and it's in the back of my mind, and it's moving closer to the front of my mind as we, especially if we turn the corner here this last weekend. But I'm i I do I feel lucky that we get to at least kind of have some time here to right. celebrate. Right? right. I I. I we have time to pump up the new Tim McCallup show that's not that far away. We have a time to pump. Are you going back in studio? We shouldn't have this conversation on air. But are, we, are you going? Are you, I, there's, do we, do we know this? I'm waiting for an
2: okay to talk about the new show, and it's kind of sort of frustrating me. So I and can look, ask you. Okay, look, like, I got so knocked you, off
0: so, of TV. Look, look at this. I started Rogers, talking about the new show. And Bone. they knock me off TV. You're getting censored immediately by Roger Sports and Media. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to ask you a bunch of random questions. You don't have you, If you can't answer them, just say I am not sure yet. That's fine. I'll be the bad guy because I've been out of the loop on this, obviously, because Timmy and the, and the team they're moving forward here on Sportsnet. Not my business, but I'm I'm as interested as every other sports fan in this country because I'm a Tim McCall fan. I'm a Sportsnet fan. So we don't know yet. I'm just going to ask you yes or no. We don't know yet. If the Tim McAuliffe show, whatever it's called, is gonna move into the new studio. We're not sure. No. Okay.
2: All right. The new studio, you
0: mean our studio? I said new studio? Yeah, I didn't mean that. Yeah. I meant I meant what well, what used to be our studio. <laughs> yes. Confused me sleep. there for a second. Yeah. Yes. No, and the Board whole team, slope. here's the deal: the whole team,
2: <laughs> like our whole team is working on the next steps. Of whatever the hell we're gonna call the Tim McAuliffe show without Sid Sixero. And uh <laughs> so it's gonna I have there's a lot of things up in the air. Let's just leave it there. How about that? Okay. But it will All be right. here. It'll be here. It'll yeah, be the yeah. same time slot. It's not going anywhere. Um and I would love to be able to tell everybody, but
0: apparently we're waiting. Not on yet. It. Okay. I okay. Well let I'll I I'm me like everyone else, we're just thinking the same thing. So we're just looking for answers or looking for what the situation is, Tim. Thank you for being honest about it. Not there right. yet. But I'm also looking forward to next week to have those details roll out here a bit and uh and get everyone ready for uh Tim McAuliffe in this time slot, uh doing what he not, always does, working hard, busting th- his ass, and talking about sports.
2: Not there yet, but still here.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, all we can kinda. say. It's not right. there yet,
2: sense. but still here, and everyone's working on it, but <laughs> those are the breaks.
0: All right. What do we got Any today? No, although I love, I, I, I again, I appreciate bringing this up because it's kind of there. Everyone knows the show's kind of ending between you and I, but the Tim McCallum show. I don't think we mentioned that enough. The Tim McCallum show is going to be great, whatever it looks like, wherever you are, and I'm looking forward to it. So, and I, I look and forward to talking about it over it. the next, cu- next uh, couple of days. <laughs> right. I'm serious. Uh, I'm just looking forward to it.
2: Me too. Me too. Uh, how about those Raptors? Is where we might begin. Kenny wow. the Jet Smith inside the NBA will join us. In the second hour, Toronto in action again against Minnesota tonight. Where do the Bucs go for here? And where does head coach Mike Budenholzer go from here? We had the conversation yesterday, Fire Bud trending in the United States
0: yesterday. And I felt like trending Fire Shack because he didn't know who Pascal Siakam actually was. Does he know who Pascal? He doesn't know his first name. We have the video evidence to back this up. We'll talk to Kenny about it a little later. Yeah. I've rarely been as stunned at a mistake. If it actually was a mistake and he just wasn't messing around, as I saw Thank last you. night on the TNT desk. Did I freeze? Thank you for the add on
2: because I okay. feel like he might have been just. I just being don't know
0: Shaq. a Shaq, right? We've seen Shaq. Yeah. I think it's the caveat we have to put in there. Um, so plenty of basketball coming your way. Also, plenty of hockey on deck. Matthews, Marner, Joe Thornton on fuego. It's against Ottawa. But on Fuego, Battle of Alberta right. tonight. That game Calgary oh. Edmonton, Cross the Country on SportsNet, Cross Hold the on. Country on SportsNet 1.
2: Can I stop for a quick second here? Sure. The Flames just got called out by their coach. The city is a buzz and it's the Battle of Alberta. Yes. If if you like hockey, tune into that game tonight. I got yeah. a feeling that one's going
0: to be a little salty. Flames will be in a mood. Oof. And we, we know how Matthew Kachuk can get against the Oilers when he's in a mood. So we'll see how that one goes tonight. Again, Sportsnet and Sportsnet 1, Flames, Oilers this evening. If you're in the Sportsnet Pacific area, Jets, Canucks tonight. How did the Canucks come off two uh, two decent wins against Calgary over the four-game stretch? Two and two, they'll take it. Kevin Bieksa will join us next hour. We got best of the week. Our Canadian women's national soccer team got jobbed last night in Orlando. <laughs> against the states stop me if you've heard this before against the united states women's national soccer team in canada Mm -hmm. much more on that coming up but tim the raptors my holy god man wow we
2: thought tuesday's win over the bucks might have been the raptors most impressive win of the season and then last night boom goes the dynamite (laughs) might have been even better kyle lowry not there raptors beat the bucks 110 96 they were in control the entire way did the last two games tell us more about the raptors or the bucks Sid six zero
0: that's a really tough good question because there are a lot of opinions floating around last night and three nights ago to be precise I'm going to stick, I'm going to go Raptors here, Tim, in case you want to come around the end here and talk Bucks, So I, I want to just focus on the Raptors. No, it let's wasn't, go Raptors. I like that we're going Raptors. It, let's do that because I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot of Bucks uh, over the next little while. Um, here's what I already kind of knew but was reinforced. Whenever Kyle Lowry is not a part of this organization, and I mean this with the greatest amount of respect, they're going to be okay. Because Fred Van Vliet's that guy. Fred Van Vliet is going to average you at 26 a night. Fred Van Vliet is going to play that kind of defense. Fred Van Vliet is going to go to all-star games. Fred Van Vliet will become the unquestioned leader of this team. Kyle's still the guy. I I think most people would agree with that for a lot of reasons. But when you have a guy waiting in the wings like Fred Van Vliet, you can't be in a bad spot. You can't, it's not possible. And the other night when Kyle got hurt twice and last night without him against, again, a team without Drew Holiday, but a pretty good damn team, considering you've been on the road this long, considering you struggled so long off the hop, considering you you can't go home, Fred has been a pro among pros and a lot of Raptors have, but Fred's the guy. Secondly, is OG Ananobi not already like a top five defender in this league? Is he defender, already not yes. that guy? He's that Defender, Tim, yes. If you watch him enough, the, you know that. For, of course, if you watch him enough. I just need the reinforcement sometimes because defending critiques are always tricky in this league, Tim, as you know. Yeah. Of uh, sometimes you think because a guy hits a lot of steals, as you've, already, as you've always taught me, doesn't mean he's a great defender, yada, yada, yada. But OG Ananobi is already that guy. And on top of that, OG Ananobi, he got elbowed in the throat by Giannis at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. And he got the call. Like, he's already getting under the skin of some of the best players in this league. Chris Middleton, it was a group effort the last two games. Chris Middleton was a non-factor. Non-factor. He had eight shots in the first game. He was a little better last night. But Middleton was playing at all-star level. That's how good he was. Didn't matter. OG was the guy fronting it from all angles. Kyle was pretty good on Middleton, too. But OG is just a beast. And Nick Nurse might be the best coach in basketball. Those are, the, those are the three things I take away from the last two games. Did you want to see more after the elbow from Giannis? No, because it was done. The right. game was kind of done. I know what you're saying. I think it's a good point. I hadn't really thought of it until now. But in the mo- I'm just going to revert to what I felt in the moment watching that game last night, Timmy. And it didn't. I didn't like get up off my couch and say what the hell, man. Yeah, the, and so that's I'd the say only thing, no. I'd say no. OG's OG's
2: history with injuries made me feel like maybe someone would walk yeah. over and good say, "It's good point." Uh, a little bit more than just what the bleep. Um, but the Bucks are in some sort of trouble, and I listen. The only thing I want to I want to follow up with you is 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 the number you, you brought up that they'll be in good hands with all due respect. So when people see the stat that was thrown out there a ton about the Raptors winning 14 straight without Kyle Lowry in the number in the lineup, is that a super stat or a meaningless number?
0: It's a super stat but it's not a rip on Kyle. You got to go back 3 years now, Tim. What was the Raptors record without Kawhi that regular season? 17, 17 and 5. Right. 17 and 5. And once in a while it's amazing. You'll hear Nick Nurse drop that in an interview. Because he remembers what their record was. Damn right. Because he's all, he's all about that life, and I don't blame him. Right? He's got the chip. He's got the ring. Last season, what best winning percentage the team's ever seen They were banged up for basically the whole year before the bubble? The entire season. You know why? The entire season, man. It's insane. It's the insane. The more I like,
2: think about like what we're actually watching in the Toronto Raptors, the more I think what in the – good name of dick pound are we doing here like Toronto Raptors with no home without Kyle Lowry for all but a half just beat the two-time reigning and defending MVP and his 60-win regular season squad twice on their home court like I mean every franchise that can't get out of their own way you can name them Knicks, Magic, T-Wolves, Hornets, The Cavs without LeBron should be damn well ashamed of themselves watching this Toronto Raptors team without a home or a center for that matter. I'll do respect kind of sort of to Aaron Baines. Have the second best record in the East since their two and eight start. Since their two and eight start, the Raptors are 12 and seven. That's tied with the East leading philadelphia 76ers who have supposedly found it like shaq can act like he doesn't know what pascal's first name is but you damn well better put some respect on the raptors name i mean you said it nick nurse pulled it off last year best winning percentage in franchise history after losing Kawhi leonard which is more ridiculous than ted cruz going to cancun but then you lose He's just lose. being a good dad. He's just being a good yeah, dad. Good dad. Come good on. dad. Sorry. Then you lose dad. Serge Ibaka and Marcus All. And you replace them with Aaron Baines and the already released Alex Lend. <laughs> like and you're a half game back of the Celtics in the East. You're two games back of the Super Max Giannis and the Bucks. Like, this should be a slap in the face to every franchise that can't figure it out. Like bitch and moan at the end all you want. Because they probably won't win everything. But the hardcores, the real fans who know what's going on here, real recognize real, this is real. Like, the Bucks should be embarrassed what happened over the last two games. And I mean embarrassed.
0: I think they are. Now, again, you'll, you'll hear a lot of the excuses internally of no Drew Holiday. And it's valid, right? He's still in COVID protocol. He's a great player. Like, we all know this. This is not a surprise. Um, but still, without you know, without Kyle on the other side, Tim, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> why would he play? By the way, like I thought he was clear. Like when we went off the air, we were hearing that he was going to play
0: Drew Holiday. I don't, I don't know why he wasn't cleared yet. I'm not sure about that. Right. I'm not. I'm the one. That's the, one the caveat. Game, yeah, the one game I'm not going to pretend to play here is why a guy was cleared and why he wasn't. I'm right. No idea. I have no clue. How about but, this?
2: Bucks are Bucks are four and six against teams at or above 500. It's not they're good. six and zero, six and zero against the two worst teams in the East, the Cavs and the Pistons. They are ten and thirteen against everyone else.
0: It's not great. Is there a guy before we move on? Mike Budenholzer is taking a bleep ton of heat, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a dude waiting in the wings? Is there like the net? They're like a Jose Mourinho out of work. Who's kind of like who's the NBA equivalent of that person? Like, let's say the Bucks do that; they just give it me, to an me assistant. You. Like, what do they do? I don't know what let me they ask do. Question. Do you think the Bucs have the roster? I never thought they had the roster, but I think they think they have the roster. That's the issue. Right. I've been. I. have made it very clear on the show over and over again. Drew Holiday was not going to cut it. Was not going to cut it. Not. But just they think. Drew Holiday. Heath. Oh, Dante DiVincenzo. You want to. You want to deep dive the average of that team? Let's do it. Oh, I know. I, no, I don't no, want to destroy Dante Divincenzo, but like it's it, the Raptors have a deeper bench, and they've been struggling with that bench half the season. Like they don't have the team, I don't, and I don't know who goes in there with the magic wand and figures that out. Especially when you've Maybe. traded all the assets you have for the organization. I don't but know they're going like to act like it.
2: They're going to act like it. And better I don't believe know it. If the, and I don't know if you have the magic wand with that franchise. Um, before we move on. I just think it's worth mentioning the Nets are ten and one against teams above five hundred. Does that
0: yeah, valid super that's stat valid. meaningless number? Since no, we've it's, already super, done it. it's super stat because they've been so they've been have they've had guys in and out the whole time. Yeah, like uh, that's 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 actually that's also a Steve Nash thing and Mike D'Antoni thing, right? Like the, you got to give them a little bit of uh, love there too. Like I, I just a little bit. They lost Jared Allen, man. They've lost they've, they've lost some decent players. And I when you're relying like on one or two guys a night, it's it's tough it's difficult. It can be difficult. I just
2: feel like their their stars turn it up against the good teams, as we saw last night. By the way, I had the nets in the money line last
1: night.
2: What was the line last night? Were they dogs? Actually they're they only they're right? only three point dogs. I think the Den- the Dennis Schroeder put me over the top to bet it. Yeah because yeah. you had no A D, no K D, so there's your saw off, right? Like I'm okay with that one. But the when Trude. Schroeder went down, that's who's guarding Kyrie. So For that's sure. That's when I went the uh, went the other way on that one.
0: Um, we are going to play you in a bit here the Shaquille O'Neal from TNT last night. Again, was he joking or not? We'll actually ask Kenny the Jet Smith, who will join us next hour here on Tim and Sid, because he was feet away from one of the more bizarre on air comments uh, <laughs> coming from a guy who's made a few in his life. I had to double take, uh, maybe triple take, what Shaq actually said on air last night regarding a Toronto Raptor. We'll get to that a little later on here. Uh, a little hockey here, Tim, before we break. I think we should get into this because this is much. This is do you want to, to you, finish though. the basketball and then do the hockey after
2: the break? Because we could do that too. That'll work.
0: Okay. Yeah. Don't anything don't besides Shaq? Shaq anything, any, okay, let's do the Shaq. To hell with it. Guys, Shaq, like Shaq and Perkins. Right? No, I think the, oh, the juxtaposition
2: or the, juxta- oh, the juxtaposing right. uh, Shaq and what he said against uh, about Pascal or what he didn't know about Pascal versus the Kendrick Perkins. Let's finish with that.
0: Okay. I think running the Perkins first is funnier. Because okay, yeah. a yeah. we know Kendrick Perkins, b um, it's he's he always kind of cuts through and and gives you his his honest opinion on most things. So uh, again, this was uh, forgive me, Tim. He just posted this on social last night. This wasn't on the this wasn't anywhere just, else. He just threw it on. Just tweeted it. Okay, Kendrick Perkins on Pascal Siakam last night. Si- Siakam oh,
2: is more skilled than Giannis. Don't at me, is what he tweeted. I'm an idiot. Siakam <laughs> is more skilled than Giannis. Don't at me. And Repeat that was one in the middle to... of the game.
0: One more time? Say it one more time? <laughs> Siakam is Siakam. more skilled than Giannis. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. I thought it was a video. I'm dumb. So that's the tweet. Uh, the complete other side of that is Shaquille O'Neal last night on Inside the NBA. This I can confirm was video. I'll get my job right at some point here, Tim, with a week to go. Roll it. Okay, you're busy.
3: You got your eyes on
0: Pascal. No, I got my eyes on Siakam. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh, I,
1: I, I, didn, I never knew his first. Check, name. check. Please. First of all, I don't call him Pascal. Okay. I, call him
0: Siakam. I never knew his first name because everyone paid attention to the first part of that for Shaq, but then he follows with, "I never knew his first All-Star NBA champion." And- can we roll it again? Because listen to the laugh. The laughs seem very earnest. Is that from Kenny? Was that laugh from Kenny or Chuck? Kenny or
2: and Ernie? Chuck. Both of them. I think oh. you could hear. Let's roll it one more time. Listen to the laughs once they realize what has happened.
3: You got your eyes on Pascal.
0: No, I got my eyes on Siakam. Pascal Siakam? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I
1: never knew his first name. Check, check, please. First of all, I don't call him Pascal. okay. I call him Siakam.
0: Oh, there was a lot of everybody in that. There was a lot of everybody in that. Like once, is like, just, is tra- just okay, is that, was that real or not? On. Was that real or not? We'll ask Kenny later. He's going to join us. Do you think, Tim, Shaquille O'Neal legitimately blanks out on they, Pascal Siakam's first name live on national television?
2: They're the best show in sports. They need to be careful because they're pissing off a lot of NBA players. And it's not Kenny. Kenny always does it's his not job. Kenny. It's not Kenny, but this Shaq, I am going to be a tough guy with Spider Mitchell, and that like I get the KD. KD's already turned on them, but nobody likes KD. KD with right. Barkley's
0: bad. Yeah,
2: nobody likes KD, so they let it go. And maybe this is maybe this is the act, like be the tough guys. But the the, the players are going to start getting pissed off at this.
0: Like, the now, disrespect. They will, Tim, but the benefit of that show is it's such a strong show internally. Like, I don't think you need them. Maybe around All-Star Week you need them. Some post-games in the playoffs maybe you need them. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, well, I'm i just going the extra extra step here. And, oh, no, and, I, and I know. Like, world it's where no one Where no one's going on no. the show. I still think that show doesn't need that. But no, your point is don't. valid. Kevin Durant wanted no part of that Barkley. If you want to have a laugh, man, go through some of the – post games of this inside the NBA season uh with with, yeah. with Barkley and Durant with with Donovan Mitchell and Shaq I'm probably forgive me I'm probably missing No there's, a couple, or two. More, yeah. Yeah,
2: there's um, a couple more
0: yeah yeah it's been it's been eye opening and to Tim's point it wasn't Kenny it's never Ernie it's never Kenny and for some right. reason it's I remember do you remember when Kawhi All-Star game last year the year not last year but the year before Kawhi was on the desk and sh- and Charles just kept saying I uh, your nickname is Cyborg And Kawhi didn't know what he was saying, and then someone on the on the dais moved past it quickly because Kawhi wasn't he wasn't feeling it. Like obviously, (laughs) chuckles isn't gonna laugh at that. You know, Kawhi didn't find it funny. Anyway, another odd moment I'll throw on the pile there. But good point. Good point is
2: Uh, one more piece of sound, and I promise this will be sound that we throw to um, the All Star Game might be the most ridiculous thing in sports in twenty twenty one. I get it's the NBA Super Bowl. It's how they wow their corporate sponsors, and the TV networks want and need it, and we work for some of those TV networks, so I am a bit of a pot calling a kettle black because both of our asses are burnt. However, the NBA has to give some money back if they don't run an All-Star game, so they're running an All-Star game. But don't worry. Adam Silver, as he said on the jump, this won't be a normal all-star weekend there will be a game but no parties no parties
3: i actually agree with the mayor of atlanta um we don't want people to gather for events around this all-star there will be absolutely no social functions in atlanta um no ticketed events no parties
2: or as jorge alonso pointed out on twitter there are almost two dozen all-star parties being promoted in the Atlanta oh, area nice. that weekend. That's Featuring great. Tory Lanez, 2 Chains, Gucci Mane, Little Boozy, Beanie Sigel, Future, Jeezy, and Trick Daddy. Because you know, trick love the kids.
0: I'm sure Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms will be thrilled at all the non-social gathering that will be going on in her city. My holy God. You know, Tim, I don't wanna like I don't wanna be that guy. I'm not gonna watch this game. I'm really? Not. Why? Six-zero. No, taking... no one wants to be there. What the hell am I gonna watch it for? I'm gonna see
2: a bunch of injuries. There'll be a bunch of injuries.
0: It's gonna be bad, dude.
2: Bunch of injuries.
0: Bad. Bad, yeah. bad vibe with this. Bad.
2: <gasps> all right. It's amazing how far the fan bases of both the Raptors and Leafs have come since Monday. Raptors lose to mini, Leafs blow a lead. Now all of a sudden Everything's everyone's fine. riding high. Matthews for heart. Nylander's Raptors back, can baby. trade Lowry. Nylander's <laughs> back. Stikner is, is back, the greatest baby. coach in the world. All right, we'll, well take I, a break. I, we'll come I, back I do with believe the, that. I do believe oh, that. He's been, I mean, he handed Budenholzer his rear end. When we come back, what could Austin Matthews actually hit? We'll examine along with the Battle of Alberta, which will be a bit of a battle. Coming up right here on Tim and Sid Sportsnet Radio and TV. gonna be a fun show gonna hit up some hockey and then Kevin BX is gonna join us at the top of the hour Kenny the Jet Smith on whether or not Shaq actually knows that Pascal is Siakam's first name Big J wrote in and said Tim you stumbled on the name of the new show the Tim McAuliffe show without Sid Sixero this is TV <laughs> radio sportscasting gold
0: See, I don't know how, don't know how much gold that is I don't know how much gold that is, but
2: I appreciate it. Tim without timing. Sid. It's the Tim of show without Sid
0: 60. <laughs> it's tech it's act it's it's specifically correct. Yes. Specifically correct. It's a little long. It's a little, yeah, long. a little long. Maybe we can work on something else. We can work on something else.
2: For those wondering, next week uh we will be doing kind of the specialty show. Uh we will have um sorry. I lost my uh, camera feed for a second again. My apologies. It looks like it has returned. I'm wasting time on radio. Um, Next week, we will have uh, our favorite moments. So send them in uh, with the hashtag. I don't know if it's Tim and Sid memories. Hashtag Tim and Sid memories.
0: Ran like wildfire the last time. Might as well do it again, honestly. like That thing got trending that Thursday pretty quick. So
2: So maybe we do that. Send us your favorite memories of Sid Sixero. And we'll run one a day throughout the week, and then Friday, of course, uh, his last show, Friday, February 26th, uh, we'll do the whole love-in. And I may have some flowers delivered to his
0: house. <laughs> petunias, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge petunias guy, Tim. Are you petunias? Or, and, I'll, t- nice. I'll take the. How about the edibles I sent to Donovan Bennett in last place after I insulted their <laughs> entire decor? I'm down for that as well. Uh, all right, Timmy, let's do again. Uh, still coming up, Kevin up, best of the week, Kenny the Jet Smith. Sure. It was fruit edibles. It wasn't. Was it edible fruit? edibles? No, I thought. Was, oh no, it was fruit. No, it was like chocolate, like like chocolate chips, and like it was, it was. It was cookies and stuff. It was that kind of edibles. Is what I'm saying. It wasn't. It wasn't like when you say oh, edibles, edibles, it like Oh, drugs. let's watch The Wizard of Oz again. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> Follow the Dude, yellow I, road. <laughs> I know. I know. There's so many hidden messages. What was it? What was The Wizard of Oz thing again? In Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the, Was that Was that the thing? Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. If you uh, sync it up to me. the beginning of the Wizard of Oz, it lines up psychedelically in amazing ways. That's always been the thing I heard. I've never tried it because, like, I don't know. I, I want to work and have a career. But if other people want to try that, <laughs> like, it's, it's all I, it's fine with them. Like, I just can't spend that much time. All right, I've diverted. Sens and Leafs here, Timmy, last night. Austin Matthews, how about him? 16 goals, 17 games on the season as the Leafs had a comfortable 7-3 win. Fifty and fifty for Austin Matthews to McAuliffe. It hasn't been done many times in the history of the National Hockey League. Wayne Gretzky did it three times. He had thirty. He had fifty and thirty-nine games, by the way. Brett Hull did it twice. There's a Mike Bossy thrown in there. There's there's a Maurice the Rocket Richard thrown in. It hasn't happened a lot. Hold on. All right. Hold on. What are you asking me here? Is fifty and fifty possible for Austin Matthews? That's what I'm asking. sixteen and seventeen.
2: I was bigging him up heading into the season, and I remember I wrote down my bold prediction was that I was going to say he had 50 goals at the end of the season, which would be 50 and 56. That's the equivalent of 73 goals in a regular season. 50 and 50 is obviously a 82-goal pace over an 80. two-game season like the guy is hot he's playing with two of the best playmakers of our time sorry Marner haters Mitch is that good only eight guys in NHL history have ever scored 70 (laughs) only three have ever scored 80 you're asking for 80 goal pace here nobody has done it since 1993 I mean the 70 part of this Like, asking Matthews to do 50 and 50 is ridiculous. But 50 and 55? He might have a shot at that. He can't get hurt. Here's who have gotten 50 goals in 56 games. Actually, you know what? There are 11 guys in NHL history who have scored 50 goals in 56 games. Name them out loud in your car or at home, and at the end of all this, I'll name off who scored 50 in 56 games. But remember, Matthews has already missed one, so he would have to get 50 in 55. It's a ridiculous ask is what I'm trying to say, even though he's on a ridiculous
0: pace. Well, let me – hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because under normal circumstances, I think, yes, this would be an incredibly ridiculous ask. We all know these are not normal circumstances. First, Marner with him and a healthy Joe Thornton is a tasty dish. That's one. Two, there is defending going on in this North Division right now that isn't good enough to be Junior A defending in the province of Ontario. Okay? Never mind some of the goaltending we're seeing. I haven't mentioned the goaltending yet. Not all the teams, but a couple teams. And a couple teams you play a lot. Do you not think that mitigates a little bit of that discussion? I think that we're
2: overrating how bad the defending is because of how good the offensive players are in the division. Like, part of me, I heard this last night, ah, you're playing the Sens. And yes, they have played the Sens a couple of times. But in a regular season, you also play bottom feeders all the time as well. Like, you're going to get more against the Sens, but you're also not getting the Detroit Red Wings. And you're not getting other teams that suck around the NHL. You're not going through California right now. Right? So, part, these are there are a lot of playoff teams in this division from a year ago. Now, they were expanded, but the teams that made it in because it was expanded were either right there or the Montreal Canadiens, who are better this year by every account.
0: I mean, that, that best of five wasn't technically the playoffs heading in, but I know what right. you're saying. In the mix. Right? Like, That's they
2: got I mean. in when they shouldn't have got
0: in, but they're a better team this year. True. I, the other counter, Tim, to what you're saying is, like, when you see some of the bottom feeders in a normal 82-game regular season, like, you go into Detroit, you go into Ottawa, you know what you then you do? You fly out. Yeah, you go take on Montreal, then Boston, then come back to Buffalo, then come back to Toronto, or you go to you go do the California swing. If you're Vancouver, in the, if you're Austin, three straight games against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, forgive me, I haven't memorized the Leaf schedule here, but I'm assuming there's a couple more in a row, maybe three against Vancouver, one of the worst goaltending teams in hockey right now. The thing is, you get to see some of this bad, bad play in front of you. For a couple games, so not only do you get to exploit it initially, you get to make extra adjustments to exploit it further. There's no coincidence they put up seven last night. It's their third time through the order. Of course, the Leafs well, are gonna look good there. And a goalie got
2: hurt, and the guy coming in cold hasn't been that good. Like there's, there were technically the guy incentives.
0: coming in is better than Marcus Hogberg. Like in theory, the game I'm before just, just was two one, was it not? It was. It was, but. But prior to the season, who'd you have, Matt Murray or Marcus Hogberg? I mean, it's pretty obvious you'd have. So I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't think it's the craziest no, ask ever. Ever. He's not going to do it. But I don't think it's the craziest ask ever.
2: The uh, players to score 50-plus through the team's first 56 games of the season. Gretzky did it four times. <laughs> Brett Hall did it three times. Mario Lemieux did it twice, and so did Phil Esposito. The rest of the guys, McGilney, Bernie Nichols, Charlie Simmer, shout out Marcel Dion, Yari Curry, Maurice Richard, Mike Bossy, and Steve Iserman. Those are the 11 guys and the 15 instances, I believe, that have done it.
0: I, uh, you know, you know, Brett Hull is that guy, but sometimes you need to be reminded
2: Sometimes you get, you forget that he had an
0: 84 You forget season. Brad Hull was, like, not just one of the greatest goal scorers ever. He was, like, he was ridiculous when he mm-hmm. was flying like that. So, shout-out Adam Oates. Goodness, what a pairing that was back in the day. Anyway, uh, the Leafs are flying here. And Mitch Marner is, uh, I believe, the single-season record for assists in a season for the Leafs is 56. Uh, Marner is on pace here to do some amazing things. Not as sexy as, as the goal scoring, <laughs> obviously, but... Uh, Marner is having himself a go. So um, just the Leafs kind of did what we expected them to do Monday aside. They still got a point there. And they get uh, a well-rested Montreal team tomorrow night. Tim, the Habs have been off for a week. Yeah, a week. The Habs Habs have played fewer games than anyone else in the North Division. They're still second. How about that for a start? So that's going to be a hell of a game tomorrow night. And uh, looking forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh,
2: Gretzky in 1981-82. Had 68 goals in 56 games,
0: <laughs> and he was probably pissed it was just that. But you want to talk <laughs> about bad defending and goaltending? That era, that era was just a dog's <laughs> breakfast, and Gretzky going ham just like everyone else. Crazy uh,
2: again! O- again, Oilers Flames I think is going to be a lot of fun um, because the Flames have been challenged, shall we say. By their coach and their fans, and it's a battle of Alberta. You can see it on Sportsnet, Sportsnet One at seven local, nine p.m. Eastern tonight.
0: I'm uh, Tim. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that kind of brawl, Donnybrook moment here. You know, like we haven't yeah. really seen one in the North Division. I don't know why, um, but you have to assume one of them is coming at some point. here. tempers will be frayed. Someone's going to take, you know, it's going to be more than Jake Muzzin flicking a puck. Some, I, I just I'm anticipating something here at some point that's just going to be spectacular to watch. Just the animosity. Maybe it's tonight. Who knows? Maybe it's tonight. Sportsnet Sportsnet one. Don't you? They're missing.
2: Uh, Blue Jays pitchers and catchers were on the field again. We only got a couple minutes for this done even today. Former Jays starter Taiwan Walker agreed to a two year, 20 million dollar deal with the Mets. Uh, Many Jays fans were hoping that the team would add another starting pitcher, but GM Ross Atkins said earlier today they're happy with the group that they have.
0: We're going to run the clip, forgive me. We're excited about the pitchers that we've acquired. We're excited about the guys returning, and we're excited about the group that is developing uh, beyond Anthony Kay and Thomas Hatch, who you saw a lot of last year, and T.J. Zoick, Trent Thornton, who's coming back from an injury. There's a group below that in Alec Manoa and Simeon Woods-Richardson that, um, and, and many other <laughs> individuals that we, we feel very good about. This was one time that we had to make our team better this offseason. Will, that will continue up until the trade deadline, and then we'll have another opportunity as we get closer to the trade deadline. And then next offseason we'll have another opportunity, but feel so good about uh, the group that is in place. So this is the group they set the season with, right? Unfortunately, you know Taiwan Walker signing that contract today with the Mets at 20 million. Tim, there's no market for pitching contrary to what Trevor Bauer tried to tell you. Only two pitchers are seeing 20 million guaranteed this offseason. No one else has seen it. One today and Trevor Bauer. That's it. There's bargains still to be had. Odorizzi's still out there. But it sounds like the Jays are kind of done. And that's unfortunate because there's bargains to be had. There's bargains to yeah. be had. That's too bad.
2: They they spent all their money. That's what it sounds like to me.
0: I would agree. I would agree with that.
2: All right, we'll take the break. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Canada's women's soccer team. Played a game in the United States, a baptism by fire. And I'm going to tell you, they look pretty good. But coming up next, the best of the week. Kevin Bieksa. Kenny the Jetsmith, it is a jam-packed edition of Tim and Sid. Right here, Sportsnet Radio and TV.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Best of the Week, brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. We'll give you the options for our favorite clip of the week. You vote on Twitter, at Tim and Sid. You know how it works by now. We'll reveal the winner a little later on in the show. Tim, you got nominee number one.
2: I'm not going to lie. I'm craving delicious right now. I may have to leave early on this show. (laughs) If I do, Sixero, cover me. Happy Gilmore celebrated its 25th anniversary this week. Sixero wouldn't know. Adam Sandler remembered and gave us a video that got Shooter in on the game.
1: Okay, it's been 25
3: years since I've done this. Let's see what happens. I'm scared. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you, that is smashed. Smashed. And that went pretty well. You dead shooter.
0: (laughs) Nice drive, Gilmar. 25 years, huh?
2: Let's see if it's a shooter's tour. Check it out.
0: Oh, yeah. Huh. It's all about the short game. Drive for show, putt for the dough. Money. Shooter. Still got it. It ain't no slap shot. <laughs> ain't no slap shot. All right, all right. That that's nominee number one. Guy. That's no, Speaking of, thank you for the segue, Tim. <laughs> Yesterday in Rome. A Europa League game between Benfica and Arsenal. So the, the manager of Benfica, Portuguese team, his name is named Jorge Jesus. After the game, he's doing a post game interview. But the clip we're about to run you is him interrupting the interview, and he says in Portuguese, "I can't do this interview with all this noise happening." There's there's a kerfuffle happening off camera. He then waits three or four seconds, and then utters a phrase I have heard in my home many times in my life. Roll it. Oh, el are going to Think it is? Ah, okay. Take it is? Is that what <laughs> we got? <laughs> Take it is? Okay. Think, relax. Take it is? Benfica sucks. My dad's watching. They're terrible. Go ahead, Tim. Could he have had a more Portuguese name before
2: he hit the big There's a lot going on
0: there.
2: (laughs) There's a lot going on there. He might as well be at Dundas and Dufresne and getting on Pelosh
0: and Travel, okay? Oh, yeah. $300, Porto. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. a DJ
2: on Surf FM. Was that the name (laughs) of the DJ?
0: Is (laughs) Is. <laughs> is that the name of the Portuguese station in 88.9 Surf FM Toronto. <laughs> That's exactly That's what's awesome.
2: All right. Uh, we've only got five more shows together after today. It makes me sad because you never know what we're going to get. When Sid Sixero is here, I never know when I will laugh uncontrollably. Yesterday, Sixero goes on a rant, and he was serious. It's just the way he ended got me. Here's how it sounded. Ben, n- can you, you help don't me? don't
0: know if he's that player. He's on the cover of MLB The Show, and the Dodgers hate him. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There's no way that so wins. There's no way that okay. wins. There's
2: well, I no want way. Sid to win, so I'm also going to add a fourth nominee to the list. Yesterday on Twitter... They're promoting Sid Sixero's appearance, his debut, March 10th on Breakfast Television. And we got this gloriousness. (laughs) You didn't know.
0: Okay. How that did that way. come about? Long story. I'll tell you about it next segment. <laughs> Coming up, Kevin Biexa, Kennedy the Jet Smith, the story behind my getting to know Sids on Breakfast Television. Slew of vignettes. That's probably the better one. And uh, we'll dive again into the Canadian women's national soccer team getting jobbed in Orlando last night. You know, one day the states won't have to cheat to beat Canada at women's soccer. One day that'll happen. Maybe in my lifetime, maybe in Tim's lifetime. I don't Madden. know. We'll get to all that. Again, at Tim and Sid to vote for best of the week, uh, courtesy of our friends at Mary Brown's Chicken. we got a full, full second hour here on Tim and Sid. This is our sixth last show. Crazy. He's Tim McAuliffe. I'm Sid Sarah, live on TV and radio. We continue after this. Time for Tim and Sid. Time for Tim and Sid. Time for Tim and Sid.
2: Time for Tim and Sid. Again, it's time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McAuliffe at Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Chief Talks. Tim McAuliffe, Sid Sexero with you for another hour and five shows as we count down to February 26th, the special Say Goodbye to Sid show. Breakfast television is doing a Say Hello to Sid which entered our best of the week. Sixero, I mean, I've seen you dance in your
0: time. Up close. On Tim and Sid. Dance Up close.
2: How did Breakfast Television
0: get the best of Sid Sixero so early? Well, we could debate whether or not that was the best of Sid Sixero, the clip we just ran. <laughs> I would debate that. But uh, look, Timmy, they're, as we're running it, see, this is, this is illegal activity by the group here to campaign for a specific best of the week over others. I have rarely, rarely seen one nominee get preferential treatment in my fireplace to get such national television exposure as we're doing in this shot. So I, I just want to say, this, this is unfair for the other nominees. I know that's a good move. It's unfair. It's the
2: gut. It's a monumental mantle that you've got there. It's a huge mantle. Hashtag meet Sid.
0: I I need a big one for my Humber Hall of Fame trophy. You know that.
2: So how did the hashtag
0: meet Sid start? That's what I need to know. Meet Sid. It started like, when was it? It was like two weeks ago. They just wanted a bunch of vignettes. It's like a getting to know Sid. So Hmm. they've been running them beginning. I, I forget what date they've been running. Right. But um, everything from my cat to me doing a little cooking to some cleaning to wait, just hold on, you you what? I clean. You, you I clean. Did, and cook,
2: cook yeah. and clean. What the? Who is this guy? What I have, have you best. done with Sid
0: Sixera? What did you cook? Well, popcorn. was <laughs> the first thing.
2: <laughs> it You popcorn, know I have really? a kick
0: You know I have a kick-ass popcorn recipe. You know that natural kernels all day and maybe the cleaning was with a roomba i'm not sure the point is i think it's all it's it comes from a good place right. and it right. requires some level of effort so there you go there, all right, but they're so running for a but they were running the for a there's,
2: bit. there's two things here uh, maybe uh, we want to embarrass you but also maybe <laughs> we're good teammates and bt is part of the rogers family and we're doing some serious promotion for your debut march good. 10th on Came breakfast television,
0: Came right? A lot of promotion, no doubt. So don't act like no this doubt.
2: is trying to embarrass you and trying to get you to win best of the week. But it's just McCallif, don't, being don't a try team to pl- hide hold this on. Under I'm the cover just, of that. How, uh, night? How I dare am, you? I am always <laughs> a team player, and even though these people have come and teethed my partner in crime, I am still promoting their product. March tenth, it begins on breakfast television.
0: Tim, do you want an actual, do you want like a better version of that video? I have a feeling that's gonna win now. Uh, not just because of the reaction it's getting online after the seg- after the best of the week segment. But running it the second time has virtually cemented this. And there's some good stuff in Best of the Week. The whoop de doo is a strong candidate, but I do have the video of my phone of me dan. If you want a nice clean, clean version. No, we're done. Uh, are you you know, well, not not if it's gonna win. <laughs> not if it's gonna win. So I'd much rather have that one playing. Uh, well, I like so. the
2: fake smile meet Sid with the headshot that we. Uh, it's a good backdrop here on TV. No, all right, yeah, it's you good. Look, it's you good. look slick with you. Kyle, blue Kyle suit at has done a pretty
0: good job of them, so I, I appreciate the backplate. So and they
2: might they might have even done a little photoshopping on your third chin. But what I'm, I mean, I don't know.
0: I can't see it. I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of kind of. FaceTime stuff covering it right now, so I can't see my chin. It's for the best. Understood. Uh, all right. Shall By we get way, the way, hold on. Of the- Quickly. Alex Xero, SportsN59, The Fan, just now in the update. Kyle Lowry questionable tonight against Minnesota. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Why? If you're Kyle Lowry and you're the Raptors and he means that much to you and you just dusted basically Milwaukee in a game and a half without him, why are you rushing back to play? I know Minnesota just won. I understand that. I don't care. They're Minnesota. Why are you rushing him back for the second of back-to-backs oh, when the team's going to be tired anyway? I don't don't get that not that.
2: Presum- is that not presumptuous to assume that it's rushing? Like, I get why questionable makes you feel like there may be a question here, so why not just sit him? But I don't think they're rushing him back.
0: Well, the reason why I say rushing is Nick Nurse last night Really insinuated he was going to miss more than one game.
2: Significant time?
0: Yes. So that's where I'm getting that. So if you're going to say significant time last night, what the hell is. I know Kyle has a thing where he just comes back. Kyle rushes right. back. He wants he's to tough. Play. And I get it. He wants to play. You're right. I understand it. It's Minnesota. They're terrible. It's the back end of, of, of back to backs. You might have a weird night again against Minnesota because you're tired. So what's the point? Just hold. Anyway, I've made my point. We'll see how it plays out.
2: Especially when you've won 14 straight without him. <laughs> like, I mean, it does tax the other players. It does tax the other players. Some people are mad at our stats about Kyle Lowry. Someone just tweeted into the show and said, uh, Ish like this is why some of y'all in this city don't deserve Kyle. Because we asked if that was a super stat or a meaningless number that they are 14-0 and in the last 14 oh. games without Kyle Lowry.
0: Yeah, I I understand the point, but I uh, I'll sleep well at night. Let's move and on to the hockey story here. It, you uh, can also say he's the greatest raptor of all time. Yeah, it, but like well, that that <laughs> that statistic isn't wrong. Like you might not right. like the statistic, but it's Both not incorrect. Both can be the same. Like, sorry for counting. We won't do that again. Tweeter, um, Kevin BX is on the line here. We got. Two hockey games in the North Division tonight. Battle of Alberta, Flames and Oilers on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 1. We've got Jets and Canucks regionally in the Sportsnet Pacific area. Kevin BX are joining us on the line. What's going on, Kev? How you doing?
3: Good. I'm doing good. I actually like sitting back and just listening to you guys argue and, and bicker. It's quite entertaining, <laughs> especially about basketball. Uh, you, you any a
0: man? Way basketball guy? Any, any way a basketball guy, sure. Kev?
3: I, I am I'm a I'm a basketball I'm a fo- big football guy big NFL guy as well but uh our family uh especially with how well the Raptors have done in the last few years we're we're a big basketball team so uh, especially my son and I in particular so we got some uh some cousins and we all watch the Raptor games all the time and we have our group chat going and so we're, we're pretty dialed into the Raptors where we saw the Raptors run and that was pretty special a few years ago so we're we're close, to. We haven't been to a Lakers game yet, um, but it, it's going to happen very, very soon. But um, uh, basketball and football are, are huge for us as well.
2: I know you like to uh, you like to go to games and football with the sun, too. That's a cool, uh, cool little thing, especially when you're living where you guys live because uh, you can add UCLA into that. You can add USC into that. You could drive north to Stanford. Uh, all cool. I want to get your opinion on something, though, before we start because I saw a video that you retweeted of what seems like a guy teaching young kids how to fight with their hockey helmets on. Can I get your Improperly. reaction? Sorry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Improperly that my, my, my you add there. Right. Yes, so okay. my, my reaction, right. when I saw that first of all, and I, I read, I don't always read uh, comments, but I read some of the comments because I was interested to see what the majority of people thought. And, Right. A lot of people were saying, yeah, this is barbaric. This is not what we need to be teaching our kids. And then there were other guys, uh like Cam Jansen was one, who played in the NHL, and there was a couple other people that said, "Listen, this is what we used to do when we were kids all the time." And I and and I agree. I did that as well, but what we did is we didn't have training sessions where you're just standing across punching a guy in a with, with the coach barking orders. We used to we used to do it, and this is not you know, the world's changed, we know. And, and this is, we obviously realize this is ridiculous to do now with all the concussion information that's come out and, and traumatic brain injuries. But we used to do helmets and gloves in the dressing room. So two guys would score off in the middle, they put their helmets or gloves on, and they would just keep punching each other until somebody gave up. So th- this is a part of the past. But I, I like to think that we've learned a little bit from some of our experiences the last 20 years and realize that this is a, a ridiculous thing because. These kids aren't going to fight on the ice. It's not like they're learning a skill no, that's, that's going to help them in their hockey careers. They're most likely never going to fight ever in their careers. If they're lucky enough to make it to junior hockey where they have, have visors on, yeah, maybe. But we all know the game's trending away from fighting. It's, it's just such a ridiculous thing to do. And then on top of that, he's teaching them terrible form. So I start like breaking down the form and how he's rocking. Like he, there's a part of the video, and I'm assuming it's in Russian, so you can't hear what he's saying. But there's a part of the video where he's like grabs the two kids and he shows them to rock back and forth. You don't want to rock back and forth in a hockey fight. You want to be in, in control. And when a guy's throwing, you want to be stepping away. and You want to be straightening your arm to, to increase the distance between <laughs> you. So on so many different levels, it was just terrible. But it, it was entertaining to, to watch it in the morning to hear everybody's comments. But like, it's just a clown show. The guy's a clown, and the parents have signed their kids up. I feel sorry for them.
0: And if you're going to teach your kid how to fight, like, you might want to try it on skates because you're, if you're going to do that on skates, it's a little different than dry land training. It's it's kind of similar, but it's a little different. Again, well, I'm not condoning, but I did find that odd well, How about, about the that,
3: part that? of it? The part of it, like, and you can just dissect that. Like, I've been just dissecting this video all morning. How about <laughs> the part where it's like, I punch you in the face once, you punch me in the face once. And these kids are just going back and 14 off on each other. The first thing, and I've had a lot of people over the years, uh, teammates, uh, current players, younger kids, they all want me to say, okay, teach me some of your tricks. Teach me how to fight. The first thing I teach every kid or every pro or every AHL player NHL player is how to defend myself, is how to grab, how to ward a guy off, how to move my head so you don't get punched in the head. That's the first thing you do before you teach them how to actually throw a proper punch and be deceptive and land. These kids are just taking, eating punches off the head, and there's no instruction for defense, which should be the first thing you teach a guy. You teach a guy to protect himself in a fight, not just to sit back there and be a punching bag and just eat punches. It was, it's ridiculous.
2: And, and some sometimes balance plays a fact. Like, you might need skates on to do that too, That's right? That's what I'm saying, like-
3: yeah.
0: Like... It's like, it's, it's crazy.
2: It's nuts. Unbelievable. I had, uh, when I was a kid, my brothers were way better than I was. But when I was a kid, we had uh, a former Canadian middleweight, Donnie Poole. Uh, there are some people that remember the name Donnie. He came out and taught us how to hockey fight because it was in the game. And you needed to learn how to defend yourself. Yeah. But, like, who's fighting in, these kids look like they're 11 years old. Like, who's fighting in those, who's allowing those games to have fights? It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, and you like you don't punch with with a glove on anyway. So there's just so many things. It's not wrong, a lot wrong that with the video, it. but yeah,
0: there was a there was a lot. Yeah, of but Tim and here on Tim and Sid. All right, let's let's get to kind of the discussion hockey wise. That is, uh, I know it's hot in Edmonton and hot in Toronto, but this 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 Matthews v McDavid thing is is kind of gaining some steam here, and uh, Twitter's having fun. Let me ask you, as a guy who's played defense in this league. Right now, based on what your eyes are telling you, who's tougher to defend, Matthews or McDavid, in this moment?
3: Well, that's an interesting question, and I know the obvious answer is McDavid because of his speed and and how he can go from a standstill and three, four crossovers later, and he's gone. But the way Matthews is scoring his goals, you you can be in great defensive position, you can have a great gap, you can be in the shooting lane and this guy is just firing laser laser beams right now. So I I would say probably Matthews right now because mm. you know if if you're in good position with Connor and you got help, you could maybe with some luck shut him down, but I feel like with Matthews, like I just said, you could have four guys back in the house and this guy steps off the half wall and just zings a a laser beam top corner or Low stick through goalies. When you see a guy score so many goals through the goalie and the goalie barely moves, that tells you his shot's hard. His shot is so hard and his release is so quick that he can beat he can beat a goalie that only has to move a few inches to make the save. He can beat that goalie because he's got such velocity on his shot. So it, it's pretty impressive what he's doing right now, and and it it seems like he's getting better, which which is kind of the scary thing.
2: The the crazy part about when I hear you talking about a shot, which is ridiculous. Like, look around. Like, Besser's got a ridiculous shot. Pedersen's got a like. There's, It seems like the kids these days, <laughs> the kids these days, but there's a lot of dudes with a really good shot, no?
3: Well, yeah, because they're not doing helmets and gloves in the dressing room. They're, they're working on their <laughs> shot in the backyard or shooting pucks. You know what's different? When we were kids and I grew up in the Toronto area, uh, I don't know if you guys did too. I'm, I'm assuming you did. But um, there was there was never shooting cages, right? Like it was it was practices and then you would go home and maybe you do some push ups outside and some run, but there was never any skill training from any stick handling or, or shooting cages. Now there's shooting cages everywhere. So at almost every rink there there's like a shooting area. So you come off the ice and you go over with your gloves and your stick and your and your shoes and you shoot pucks. Uh, but like maybe 20 minutes before you go home or before practice and all over america i've seen them i've seen them in like the worst arenas the crappiest arenas and they have a shooting cage i have like i put one in my backyard just for my son and for you know to, to mess around with and it's amazing how much these kids shoot pucks now and when you're shooting pucks over and over you can really start to feel the the whip and the torque of your stick and and we used to have to do the big swooping wrist shot. I mean, I'm not that old. I, I keep talking like I played in the, in the 70s. I didn't play with, with wood sticks when I was a pro. But, but when I was a kid, I had wood sticks. I had the old Christians and, and the Coho's and the, and the Steve Eisman Louisville's. And you had to do the big swooping shot to get any sort of velocity on on your wrister. Now, because of the torque and because guys are using 77 flexes and 75 flexes and 80, 84s, well, you can shoot pucks close to your feet now. You can shoot pucks when you're not totally on balance, and all you have to do is lean on the stick, push-pull. Pull Pull with the top hand, push with the bottom hand, and it's amazing how good the shots are getting these days.
0: Kevin Biazza here on Tim and Sid. Um, One quick note on the Flames before I ask the question, Kev. I do want to acknowledge how awful a job Johnny Goudreau did with the music at practice yesterday. I've never seen a guy uh, be pulled from DJ duties after two songs. The songs were, he led with Uncle Cracker, and then he went into oh. Stacy's Mom. I don't know if everyone remembers the track Stacy's Mom. She's Got It Going On. Kind of got really bad oh, wow. 90s stuff. And he got, Jeff Ward said, stop this after two songs. It was unbelievable. So, Johnny Goudreau, uh, step your game up. Bigger picture, Kev. Um, what do you see when you watch Calgary? Because the narrative in that city over the last 24 to 72 hours got really interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, first of all, Stacy's mom, I believe in in the music it's Blink one eighty two, isn't it? And the mom was Dustin Penner's girlfriend, I believe, at some point. Like interesting oh, really? little story there. Like yeah. that's that I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm probably Stacy's mom, uh sure.
0: Fountains Fountains of Wayne performed Stacy's mom. That was not blinking. Uh, okay. I do not remember Fountains of Wayne at all. No idea. And what was the first song you said,
3: Uncle Cracker? <laughs> Uncle
0: Cracker. Yeah, it was just bad choice. We One had, bad choice after another. Uh, we
3: had Sh- Shane O'Brien who played in Calgary. He used to run the music for a while in Vancouver, and he would always play Red Wine. Remember that Red Wine? And he'd get really, really low and do his do his little dance. And and we we pulled him because you can't only listen to Red Wine every so many days in a row. You can be like three days in a row, but when like it's you got a two week homestand and you're listening to Red Wine every day. So, anyways, but. Calgary yeah there's just so much going on there right now and um there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of inconsistency and there's a lot of uh you know players that are unhappy with their situation and and I listened to uh to Rhett Warner I don't know if it was a radio show or a podcast and he's he's a I, when I think of the Calgary Flames and I think about how tough they were to play against my career he's one of the guys that comes comes to mind him and Regier on the back end in particular and, and obviously again uh, and the way he says, listen, if these guys aren't going to play to win and they're not going to leave it all on the table, it's, it's time to move on. And it's time to make a huge, a huge move and get, a, get one of the major pieces out of there and send a message to the rest of the organization. So it seems like that, that's kind of the talk lately, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, Trev Living does moving forward.
2: So Battle of Alberta, your coach just says, time for us to start giving a bleep. Like, what do you expect to see tonight?
3: Well, it's just sad that he has to say that because didn't they have a, a players-only meeting a week and a half ago, two weeks ago? And then they came out of that game and they played a really spirited game against Montreal. And then after that, it was, it was crickets for the next week and a half. So it's almost like, yeah, when you're challenged, you can respond right away the next game. But I think most teams and coaches and, and GMs are hoping it's, there's going to be some longevity to it. So it's it's pretty concerning. To, to see them again being called out by their coach, again being called out on their, and it's one thing to be called out about your execution and your structure, but, like, when it's work ethic, like, this is, uh, like, th- this is, like, just juvenile stuff. Like, I, I remember the one, like, really famous Kobe Bryant video where he talks about, you know, I want I want guys that are gym rats. I want guys around me that are gym rats. that want to be getting better, that want to work. He goes, if you're not a gym rat, and you're not giving it your all, it's like, I, I, get away from me. I want nothing to do with you. I don't want your energy around me. I don't want you bringing me down. I, I just don't get people, and I don't get when there's an issue with work ethic and, and wanting it. Like, you're in the best league in the world. You should be leaving it out on the table every night. So, obviously, expect fireworks tonight, and you expect Calgary to come out and, and be the initiators and, and all the guys that usually aren't physical at all. You'll see them be physical probably tonight. But again, what's going to happen the next game? And we get a back-to-back action, which is pretty good. So we get to see them Saturday night if they can respond again. But I, I'm, like, thinking for sure there's going to be fireworks tonight when you get called out like that. Anytime my team ever got called out, it was, it was just the next game. It was, it was all guns blazing. Like I, <laughs> another quick story. When, when I was with the Mississauga Ice Dogs, their inaugural season, uh don cherry was the owner and we went and we had inner squad games for three days in a row so after the first day there was a bunch of the veteran guys that were not in the inner squad games that were picked up in the expansion draft they were going to be on the team the rest of us were draft picks and, and trying out there was no fights for the first day and a half and in between one of the floods all the older guys came down there's maybe five or six of them they came into our dress room and they said listen if there's no fights and no compete out here none of you guys are making the team like Don Cherry says you're all going home so we went out and we're all sitting in the room and like talk about being called out right like you're all in there thinking you're pretty sweet new team new jerseys and we go out there and and I'd say probably two minutes of clock time there was 11 fights so that do the math that's 22 guys fought and so it was puck dropped two guys fought right away and then reset up puck dropped Two other guys fought. And it was basically you come onto the ice, you find a guy your size, you ask him to fight, and you fought. So that's usually the way people respond when they're they're challenged.
0: <laughs> that's pretty
2: good. Kevin It look, VX here, looked like a Russian kids video. That's what it looked like.
3: <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of parallels today. There are a lot of parallels.
0: Yeah, it's all it all writes itself. <laughs> Kevin, before before we let you go, top three 90s musical acts of all time, in your opinion, were what? Ooh. Top
3: three. Well, like I, I listen to them regular. Nirvana for me is just an all-time. I grew up in the grunge era, and my town was grunge. So Nirvana. Uh, I'd say like Rage Against the Machine was a big mm. band for us. Mm. Pearl Jam, and then the Tragically Hip, right? The Tragically Hip's the best of all time. So that that's the '90s that I I remember.
0: That's a '90s rock route, Mount Rushmore there. That's pretty damn good. But
3: then you got to remember the hip hop. Hip hop was big then too, so, like Ice Cube and Snoop and Dre. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that that part of it. Biggie, yeah, that was that was the great battle back then too. So uh, it's a lot of good music in the '90s. What yeah. what happened?
0: So Johnny Goudreau really screwed up, is what I'm saying. Like he had a yeah, l- he had a I large don't. template to use, and he just <laughs> completely messed it up. Completely messed l- it up. Love that BX did not forget
2: about Dre. Uh, thanks for stopping by and doing this, Kevin. My
3: good
0: guys. Talk to you again Thanks,
2: soon. Jeff. Be good. Uh, there is Kevin BX right here and Tim and
0: Sid. Nirvana's was... uh, Unplugged is a top yep. five album of all time. That's a big statement. I understand that. But Nirvana's is, in my opinion, right... I think it's the best Unplugged album was Nirvana. The Alice in Chains is right behind it. Alice in Chains Unplugged is still... Legendary. But Nirvana, because Nirvana, that was also towards the end, right, Timmy? Like we were getting like I remember we getting towards the end there. Yeah. And it was in hindsight, the timing on that was kind of like a mind bleep. It was wow, I, what a record.
2: I remember the Nirvana Unplugged, uh, but the rest is like Portuguese to me. Like I I couldn't I couldn't name you another unplugged album.
0: Well, everyone did uh, one.
2: <laughs> I know everyone did one, but I couldn't <laughs> say like, not everyone's lasted like Nirvana's because it was
0: near the end, so it was the, almost the last one that you heard. The Nirvana definitely is up there. Alice in Chains, Eric Clapton's Unplugged is still one of the biggest selling ones of all time. And Brian Adams had a really big Unplugged, if memory serves. Yeah, Where's oh, yeah. Extreme in this mix? What, what, how come we are Ext- leaving out Extreme. Did they have an? I, I can't remember they're unplugged. I swear to God. I'm going to get my Portuguese card taken from it. What are you doing? You're me in trouble. I
2: just, I thought that's where more than words came from because of the video. Time for a break. When we come back, Kenny the Jet Smith. Does Shaquille O'Neal really not know <laughs> Pascal Siakam's first name? Uh, we'll go straight, well, close th- as we can get to the source. Kenny the Jet Smith next, right here. On Sportsnet, radio, and TV. A lot of people weighing in on the unplugs now and on Stacey's mom. Okay, Stacey's mom was Rachel Hunter. That just sounds wrong. (laughs) I learned from Cabral Richards that Rachel Hunter dated Jared Stoll. Correct. uh, But also dated Rod Stewart, right? All right, Rod Stewart. Rod, which Rod did she date?
0: I think it was Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Rod Stewart? You got the right one. Yeah, the old, yeah. Maggie May, Rod Stewart. You got the right Rod Stewart.
2: And uh everyone's really pissed off one way or another. like the responses to the tweet about Kyle Lowry and the Raptors numbers without Kyle Lowry are really re- like they're they're either people are pissed. People think that they can just trade them right now. Like all the stats are supposed to do is create a little bit of a conversation, right? Like they're supposed well, to be. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop not... you there. Hold on, I'm going to stop
0: you there. You why? know, and I know that this stat, seriously, is going to draw more of a visceral reaction than normal stats, though, right? Now, you and I both know what this means, but there no, are no of fans und- out there that will take it in any. And it sounds like I'm preaching in the choir, and you understand. They're going to take it in the most uh, like uh, severe direction they want to take it to, because that's a but hell why? of a number. <laughs> Because, but why not just because, have a conversation that makes sense? A conversation because that's what Twitter is, a conversation that makes sense. No, you got Kyle guys who don't want anything wrong said about their guy and there's people who want Kyle traded. And you're no, seeing there, both no, of
2: those here. No, see, but that's this is this is my point. There's no one's not a Kyle guy. This good is point. my point. Yeah. Good point. And no one was a no one was an anti-Kawhi guy, but when you said they were 17-5 and five without Kawhi, you knew they couldn't win the NBA championship without Kawhi, yeah. but you gave the stat anyway. Because it doesn't change the stat.
0: <laughs> right. It's almost the as if the you, same. Get de-
2: you're de- you get defensive and you want to back your guy to the end when everyone knows they're a better team without Kyle, with, with Kyle Lowry. They're a better team with Kyle Lowry. The point is he has... Only a couple months left in his contract. That's the point, and that should be the conversation, not that they're better without Kyle. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no one's suggesting that. <laughs> I know the number might—you might think the number suggests that. Well, I'm not suggesting just, that. Tim's not suggesting that. That's just—that's a number do. that happened. Like, what are you going to do? It's—it's <laughs> it's a number that happened. You know, instead of looking at it and saying, "Oh, you know what? Maybe that Nick Nurse staff is pretty good." you know yes, maybe thank may, you. maybe maybe nick nurse with no bench is actually doing a hell of a job with this maybe maybe when a guy like kyle isn't there a guy like fred and pascal and og maybe they're just kind of you know what well, good teams do you kind of pick up the slack a little bit right like that's yeah nice. everyone's everyone's getting angry shockingly this on twitter team everyone's isn't... getting angry shockingly
2: Maybe this team isn't terrible without Kyle Lowry. Maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe Freddie VanVleet can play a little bit. Maybe Nick Nurse is a really good coach. Like, why aren't those the conversations instead of just, oh, man, why you got to diss Kyle Lowry? It's, not, it's a number. It's literally men lie, women lie,
0: numbers don't. To be fair about it, I believe I've gotten that criticism on Twitter most days for the past seven years about Kyle Lowry, whether it's been warranted or not. From someone out there in Raptors universe about Kyle Lowry, Kenny doesn't the Jet Smith joining right. us doesn't mean it's right, but it happens. Kenny the Jet Smith of Inside the NBA on TNT joining us. Kenny, how you doing, man? I have one question.
1: Go mm-hmm. I, what did you say? Men lie, women lie. Right. Numbers don't. N- numbers don't. Yes, but the question I have: What if men lie about the numbers?
0: Oh snap! <laughs> That's a whole different discussion, Kenny. That's a whole you, okay. Speak. Go do ahead. you know Jay Z,
1: Kenny? Oh, uh, uh, yes, I do. I don't know him well. Where I have his phone number. but I know him, and we speak.
2: Because <laughs> I, I that line off of Jay Z. So if you yeah, want to ask him, I know where it came from. Okay, if you want to ask him and then report back
0: to us, I would love to hear it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, but what if men and women
0: lie about the numbers? Well, that's a whole other right. kettle of fish, Kenny, and you know that. That's mm-hmm. that's something we need to figure um, out. Kenny the Jet Smith here on Tim and Kenny, speaking of speaking of lying, <laughs> thank you for the segue. Speaking of lying, guys, have the clip of Shaq ready. So last night, during the Raptors and Bucks broadcast <laughs> on your network TNT, uh, Ernie goes. Leans over to Shaq and says, "You had something on Pascal," and then chaos ensued. Roll it. We'll talk about it on the other side. <laughs> you got your eyes on Pascal. No, I got my eyes on Siakam. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't, never know his first check, name. Check, check. <laughs> first of all, I don't call him Pascal. Okay. I call him Siakam. So Kenny, we we we've been down this road for a little bit on this show. The one question Tim and I kept getting back to. Was was he being serious? In your opinion, sitting f- s- ten feet away or whatever it was, was Shaq being serious? Not knowing Siakam's first name, dead serious.
1: Did not know. It. <laughs> Had no idea. Couldn't oh spell it. If he gave him a million dollars, <laughs> did not know. Oh. So after
2: does like in the, in the green room is there a conversation with Shaq? Does he give you the Heisman? Like do you rib him on it? Do you let it? How does that go?
1: No, that's par for the course. Like <laughs> it's not going <laughs> like someone hits a you know, they 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 get in four and it's a par four. You don't say anything. You just let him go. You don't say oh good shot, nice play. Bad play, you just let him go. A second, we, we literally Mariano Rivera was gonna, was <laughs> was retire he, he was retiring, or he was something that happened. And and I was like, man, the greatest closer in the game. Chad so goes, who's that? He's like, you never heard of him? He's like, no, I've never heard of him. Mariano. Who? Chad, <laughs> I don't, I, I've never heard of him. Sorry. Hey, but hey, then he goes. No, then he goes on to say, "Hey, but whoever you are, Mario, good luck to
0: you. <laughs> <What> you- <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. I, I don't know who you are, but congratulations on all your future endeavors."
1: Yeah, and- the best, like this guy. Is, he doesn't. He knows. He did not know Pascal's first name.
0: All, all right, I'm floored. I was hoping it was just a ruse. I was hoping you could confirm such ruse here on air with us. I am absolutely stunned. But he did at- know
1: the name Swaggy P, though. So I was like, so what do you think the P stood for? I don't know.
2: <laughs> sp- oh, Spicy P. Spicy <laughs> P. Spicy P, sorry. Swaggy P yeah, is a sp- different I mean, dude. Spicy uh, uh, right. See, I said
1: he right. did know Spicy P. And he did, he did know that.
2: But he did not right. know so what like,
1: the for. <laughs> What's the B for? I don't know. <laughs> Urination? <laughs> oh, that is wild, that that is not. That is, oh, it, it, that is a normal day. Those are oh, only man. the ones that make air. The ones <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't know. There's a, there's, a, there's a list of names that in the green room that he doesn't know.
0: Can you give us one in the teams. green room? Can you give us one in the well, green room? Sorry, that's never made it here.
1: Pretty good. Like he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, that's the that's never game. mind.
0: He's not going <laughs> he to beat Rivera. He's not beat Rivera. That's never a great heard story. Him. Forget. It. Uh, Kenny the him. Jet Smith here on Tim and Sid. <laughs> All right, Kenny, we got. Uh, there, there's two stories here on this show. Raptors are one. The other one is what the buck is going on in Milwaukee. So whichever one you want to go down first, I know the viewers and the listeners are interested. So what? What piques your curiosity more here?
1: Well, I mean, the the guys who exposed, you know, Milwaukee are the guys in Toronto. When they built when they created the wall. When they created that so called wall that everyone were gonna wall up and not let Giannis go through it. Before then, the you know, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks were a mystery to be. They were like, "How are we going to stop this freak? This guy is an unbelievable athlete. He handles the ball at seven feet, and he he will knock down a shot here and there. And like, what do we do? And then in the playoffs, a wall was made, and everyone has been using it since. And there has not been a a change in thought process by from the Milwaukee Bucks standpoint on how to tip down or break a wall." They're just trying to keep going. They've just smashing right in it. Keep smashing in it every day. Just keep smashing in the wall and, and, and not really realizing it's not gonna move.
2: So how much of this is on cause listen, fire bud was trending in Milwaukee yesterday and and they've he's had struggles whether it was with Atlanta meeting LeBron James or whatever he did with that sixty win team. And he's had sixty wins in Milwaukee too. How much do you put on the coach and how much do you put on Giannis who while we all understand is a freak, an unbelievable athlete and a two-time defending MVP, how much do you put on him to be able to change his game once everyone adjusted to him?
1: It's it's a it's a strategic flaw. I don't know if it's you know, yes you know, he could can he shoot better from the perimeter? Yes. Uh can he do other things? Yeah. But what he does is so far outweighs his his weaknesses that it, it to me it's a strategic flaw. And they could change things. I just think that he handles the ball from that from the top of the floor entirely too much. And when he when he's up there, he's easily seen by five defenders. He has 10 eyes on him. They have to, you know, I have a term where with great players, you just want to only have four eyes on them. They can handle double teams. Most most, most great players can handle double teams. They can't handle 10 eyes. And where they keep Giannis on the floor, there are 10 eyes on him at all times. Right. That's an easy guy to help defend, even with greatness.
0: Kenny the Jet Smith here on Great Tim point. and Sid. Uh Kenny, I know it's a difficult spot for you cuz you're a TNT guy, but you've never ducked anything with us, so I'm just going to uh, I'm going to broach it and 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 answer it in any level of comfortability you want. The All-Star game March 7th. Um What is your general feeling behind this? Cuz I'm um, I'm really torn here.
1: Well, we we can never argue that. Oh, wow, we're we're nervous because the players are playing against each other, and they they play against each other every week. So, all oh, the travel—they're traveling every day. So, those are the two things that we can't like say. Do they need rest? Well, they're only playing seventy-two games this year, so they're going to get more rest. The only thing that would, to me, that. You know, and I asked a question to Adam Silver last night. I was like, the only two things that kind of were interesting and I didn't know where they were coming from. like, are you concerned that, like, if one of the greatest players on earth gets, contracts the virus during that weekend, he spreads it to the other greatest players in the world. And then they all have to sit out at one time. You know, (laughs) that that would be my biggest concern. It's like, wow, my top 24 guys have to sit out for 10 days. And... If, you know, God willing, everyone's helping. You know, that, that's the biggest you, – you, they're, they're risking that now, though. But the risking of, wow, my product will not have the top 24 guys for 10 to 14 days. And not only that, the top coaches for 10 to 14 days. That, to me, would be my biggest concern.
2: I guess the other part of the equation, it's too, like putting-
1: is – you, you you know what it's like? It's like putting all of the super superheroes uh, in one building at one time. And you know the old cartoon, and they're like, "Well, let's just go blow the building up." Superman, back. Right. he was in there one time. Like that would be my concern. Would you? Ha- why would you have all the superheroes in one building at one time?
2: Right. Kenny, Jet Smith, joining us here on Tim the only thing I would add to it is that you're adding, like, listen, it's already a risk playing every game and you're just adding risk to make money. And that's, that's where we're at. I'll ask you this though. about well, the. Well, we were making
1: money on the risk already. Like, like we all doing that. Like you're doing that right now. I know we do it at TNT. I'm trying I'm tra- flat traveling We're like even covering the games. So right. like everyone's doing that. So we, I, that's, that's my point. I know we just we can't use that as the excuse anymore. Like, we can't conceal that. Like, oh, we're doing it. But no, we're all doing it to make money. The league is going on to make money.
0: Like, okay. That,
1: but you're going to put everybody in one building? Oh, <laughs> you're going to put the greatest players ever?
0: It's an interesting all call. The,
1: Batman, yep. Superman, they're all there at the same time. The Greek freak, you know? Possibly spicy pea. Everybody's
2: there. Mr. Siakam to Shaquille O'Neal. Just call everyone Mr. Um, Can I ask you if Fred Van Vliet should be there? Freddie Van Vliet is averaging 20.3 points per game uh, on 42% shooting, almost seven assists per game. Do you think Fred Van Vliet is close to getting an all-star nod?
1: I think he's a year away. Uh, And I I only say this, not because he doesn't deserve to be there this year, only because that's been the trend of how guys make it over the history of basketball. Dame Lillard. Remember we used to be like, what? Dame Lillard didn't make the All-Star game. Remember those days? And then you're like, you know, Kyle Lowry didn't make the All-Star. Like, it takes a year for the public and the media to digest what people are doing. Now, I every mean, or oh, so often, you know, there are guys who slip in and they have one good year and they slip in. But traditionally, it's kind of like you do it one year and then that second year you bust through and they go, oh, no, that's who he really is. This is, you know, this guy is this guy. Um, so I think that if, if Fred continues this all through this year and he starts next year like this, without question, he'll make it. And if they were, obviously, if they played as well as they played last year, if Toronto played as well as they played last year, he would be in consideration without question. Yeah, but they didn't separate that. themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, when he comes on the show, he knows first names. He's Kenny the Jet Smith from <laughs> inside the NBA on TNT. Uh, you are You are a closer on today's show, sir. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Kenny. Thank you, as always.
1: I appreciate you calling me by my first name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There is Mr. Smith here on Tim and
0: Sid. Thanks, Kenny. All right. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, hey, Tim, uh... a shocking development. Confirmation. Confirmation from a guy on the set last night in Atlanta at the TNT studios that in his heart of hearts, that was not a ruse from Shaquille O'Neal. That was not a play. That was not fake. That was not for the gram. That was Shaq being Shaq. Incredible.
2: Does anyone go get lemon
0: pepper wings while they're in Atlanta? Have they ever? Have have, have people stopped? (laughs) Have they? Have they shut it down? I can't say I'm versed in the lemon pepper wing, uh, Magic City. Magic City still going. I think think most things are still going. I think you're right.
2: All right, we'll take the break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this edition of McAuliffe and Sixero right here on Sportsnet Radio and TV. No
3: No first names. names. No
2: first names. Welcome back to Tim and Sid here on Sportsnet Radio and TV. Time now to reveal the best of the week winner, brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave Delicious.
0: Mm, mm,
2: mm. You voted Damn, on Twitter. Good.
0: Damn, that's good.
2: I know it looks so. Every time I see wow, it, my they, mouth, it's so water, big in the screen. Yeah. Oh my god, delicious! <laughs> and your winner is.
1: Okay, it's been 25 years since I've done this.
3: Let's see what happens. I'm scared. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you. That is smashed. Smashed. And that went pretty well. You dead shooter.
0: (laughs) Nice drive, Gilmore.
1: 25 years, huh? Let's see if it's a shooter's
3: tour. Check it out. Oh, yeah. It's all about the short game. Drive for show,
0: putt for the dough. Money. Shooter. Still got it.
2: Here's my question about this uh, Happy Gilmore 25th anniversary thing. One, it won. So will you now watch it? Because obviously there are fans of it because it beat oh, no. you in the Best pisses of the Week. No, pisses me off quote.
0: worse. I had two nominees in this Best of the Week. Not one, mm-hmm. two nominees in Best of the Week. Mm-hmm. Beat me in both. No, the feelings have been cemented. If not, gotten deeper. I'm not watching this stupid movie. Hockey player playing golf. Give me a break. Ain't no Shawshank.
2: <laughs> Stop with that. And the shooter McGavin. Does he do anything else? The guy who vote who played shooter McGavin. Like the the Twitter account is just him. Do you still know, do you know his
0: real name? Do you who know his actual no. like no. live name? No. nope. Like no an IMDb, this bad boy.
2: No, Man, we could figure All I know this out.
0: Is shooter McGavin? That's it. Christopher, I believe it's Christopher McDonald. Uh, who played the role of Shooter McGavin. And he was in Thelma and Louise, quiz show, Harry's Law. Those are real that's, movies, but... That's about it, though. Like, to your okay. point.
2: So he's still Shooter McGavin.
0: He's Shooter, like, no he's question, Shooter McGavin. Brothers. That was that was the highlight of his career. <laughs> Pretty good highlight. You're a yeah. golf legend for some reason forever. I'm not mad. I'm not jealous. What's fine. But that's... That's it. Like, uh, there's no no training day here. There's nothing. Like, there's no, there's no real kind of, wow, he parlayed that funny role into X, Y, and C. No, 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 no. That was the highlight of Shooter McGavin's professional career. Weird.
2: Understood. Uh, we said that we were going to talk about Canada's women's soccer team. Uh, it was a one nothing loss, or a 1-0 loss, as you were, Get it right. uh, to the United States in Orlando. Now, for those who don't know, There were women missing from Canada's team, and the U.S. are basically unbeatable. Uh, They are 51 straight on home soil, 35 straight overall. And Canada not only gave them a run for their money, Sid, they should have won. Like, there were two opportunities for Janine Becky that 80% of the time she finishes. There was also a handball in the box that was not called. And it should have been called. I don't know why it wasn't called. And Canada, as always, kind of sort of took the high road. And they ended up losing 1-0 on a goal that maybe even could have been saved. And it came with what was supposed to be a baptism by fire for Bev Priestman. And I'm telling you, Sid, I thought they outplayed the U.S. shorthanded, on the road, and it was 1-0. Is this something, and you and I have both talked about this, like what is Canada without Christine Sinclair? Because she has been the best player on planet Earth for almost most for almost all of her career. Is this something they can build on?
0: I think so. I mean, first off, the non-call on Alicia Chapman, the, she did not believe in officiating at the She Believes Cup. Like that was a joke. To have that not called a penalty, and for those listening, we've been running the B-roll of that. Canada deserved a penalty in Orlando last night. But to your bigger point about... Christine Sinclair and the future of the program with Bev Priestman running it as manager. Um, that performance was pretty important last night. You know, between Janine Becky and, and Khadisha Buchanan at, at PSG, like, there are, there are players all over the place across Europe doing unbelievable things, playing at the highest levels across Europe. And Canada should be competing... Every tournament for the win. Now, I don't want to hear any more of this. I don't want to hear this bronze medal stuff at the Olympics. I don't want Forgive me. should be is Leon, not PSG. My bad. I don't want to hear any of that, Tim. The Jordan talent Heitema? is there. PSG. Heitema. I can look that up. I should know I that as so. well. But uh, to your point, big performance last night. They should have got a result. And the future is bright past Christine. No doubt about it.
2: Now I'm going to look up Jordan Heitema because I don't want to be wrong
0: on that. While you do that, thanks to Kevin Bieksa, thanks to Kenny the Jet Smith, thanks to all of you who took part in the show today. Oh, that's right. Including Beck's Best of the Week. Good job. T- closet closet soccer fan, Tim McAuliffe. Not that closeted <laughs> anymore. Uh, that's it for the week. One more week left, kids. I'm Sid. He is Tim. Five more shows, if you can believe it. Uh, Daniel Craig on this Friday. What time is it? Ladies and gentlemen the weekend.